Hey y'all, it's Angela the Blah Blah Blonde. Um, I don't know, I just really want to talk about <clears throat> the miracles and the things in my life that are behind the scenes. Um, and, and how, how normal it would be if something amazing was happening to you and how you would question it. Because I do. And maybe you don't. Maybe you're better, smarter than me. I don't know. But but I have, I have some really great miracles working in my life. One in particular that's, I, it's undescribable. I cannot even describe how beautiful and loving and just magical it is. And the flip side of that is, is that then I start to question, why me? I know in, in, a, in a God sense, I'm not really supposed to question that. But I'm human, so I question it. I question it a lot, and I try not to think about it in terms of why me. I try to think of it in terms of why not me. But you know, y'all have heard me talk before about my negative self-talk. It's It doesn't go away. It just gets... Most of the time, it just gets uh, quieter, or I can shut it up faster, or just, you know, sometimes I can, sometimes I don't, sometimes I should, <laughs> but, I, you know, the whole thing of it is, is that I think, I think and I've told y'all this before, but I think it all just really comes down to just everyone wants to be loved, and when you get this, when you are loved in such an amazing way that's only from God, it's so everything that you've ever dreamed of. It's easy to question it because it is, it's like, you know, they tell you be careful something that's too good to be true because it probably is. I don't know. I've never believed that because I have seen a lot of miracles happen in my life. Um, I mean, just flat out. I've, I've witnessed amazing things that could only come from God. Blessings beyond measure. I can tell you. The one that I'm speaking about today makes all those look silly. <laughs> this one is just like over the top. <laughs> In a great way. I mean, every single day is better. In every way. And I just, you know, if I'm dreaming, I don't want to wake up. If this is not real, I don't want to know. If... I don't know. It it, it it has a lot of real uh, qualities to it that make me go, oh, yeah, okay. I get it. I totally get it. In the big scope of things, though, whenever I do stop and think about it, it's a lot of, of how do I measure up? How do I, how am I worthy of this? How do I remain worthy of this? How do I stay grounded? How do I... How do I give back what I'm giving? Or how do I give back what I'm getting? Because I don't, I feel like I might fall short. And I don't want to at all. And then I think, uh, is this whole thing a mirage? Am I just going to wake up one day and still be like at safety? Or <laughs> just in the middle of a crisis or or or. Back in my addiction, I, 
I'm just overwhelmed by with gratitude and joy and happiness. I mean, like I can't, I, I, you hear me. I'm, I'm never at a loss for words. This, this situation takes my breath away. It takes my words away. I'm trying to live in the moment. I really, really am trying to live in the moment. And it's great moment after moment after moment. They're amazing moments. But I question myself in, in all of this. I question myself in the fact that, you know, is is my own old way of thinking, not necessarily in the, the using part, but just the, the negativity and the depression part and the codependency. I have to be very careful about that. Um, is, is all that going to come into play whenever, if I let my guard down? You know, and and then then I think, well, am I ever going to just be myself? But I really am being myself like I've been myself in the situation more than I ever have my whole entire life. Like and not just with with the one miracle, but I find myself I find it trickling down to others. Um, And as much as that, I am more. Loving, I want to spend time with people and I want to be, you know, in your space. I want to, you know, put my eyes on you. I want to put my hands on you. I want to, I want to make sure that you know that I care. I want to make sure that you know that I'm present, that I'm okay. I want to make sure you're okay. You know, I've been trying to see family. I've got some, some, lots of family left to go see. Um, but I'm doing what I can in between my work schedule, my podcast schedule, and then I'm about to start school. So, you know, I've got a lot of stuff that I'm doing, but I'm still trying to do more as far as like making sure that that the people that I care about know that. And that that stems from me being more closer to God, um, but also because the situation that I find myself in has brought me closer to God. And it's making me more of my true self. My true personality is actually coming out. I'm coming out of out of out from underneath the dark shell of depression, the dark shell of PTSD, the dark shell of addiction, the dark shell of anxiety and ADHD and and all the stigmas and and all the the bleak and dark and just <clears throat> worldly things that that bogged down my brain on a regular basis. Um, I'm not saying that I have it mastered. I'm not saying that, that I don't go to those dark places. I absolutely do. But my light places are beautiful. My situation, the situation that shines the light on me is so godly and so beautiful and so sweet and loving and just awesome and amazing and fantastic and stupendous and it makes me want to be better and it makes me want to be nicer and sweeter and and smarter and and just everything positive that you can think of and it's crazy because why not me you know like why not me it's hard for me to wrap my head around that because I've spent a lifetime of asking why me or, or, or feeling like I deserved whatever negativity came my way. That's, that's the better, that's a better analogy. I really do 
I really, I really have for pretty much most of my life felt like whatever, whatever bad things came were, were totally warranted and, and I was totally worthy of them and worse. And, you know, so that was just, that was just life. This is, this, this is not like life I know. I mean, it's becoming that way. And with that comes a whole new set of, <laughs> of, of worries. I try to give all that to God, but you know, we're human. Worrying is just a part of your DNA unless it's not. And then, you know, I mean, in the Bible, it says faith, not fear. And I do have faith. And I can tell you that this situation, I have tried to fight it <laughs> for a very long time off and on. In the beginning, I fought, 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 fought. Like I tried to self-sabotage. I tried to talk myself out of it. I tried to just fight tooth and nail. No, because I was overwhelmed, because I was scared, because I was fearful. And and I finally, I think God's finally got me in the headspace that I need to be in where I'm not scared anymore. Maybe not entirely not scared. Um, I'm just trying to live in the moment. I'm afraid that my old self will spring up. So I fight that bitch <laughs> to stay down. Um, <clears throat> I'm afraid that once I have it this great, I can never go back to just not having it this great, you know? And I know it sounds cryptic the way I'm talking, but it's I'm not just just not ready to share every bit of it with anyone yet, uh, or with everyone, I guess. Some people know, um, <clears throat> but no one really knows the depths of what I'm experiencing except for me, and 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 God, and one other person, <laughs> but. Like, <laughs> I can tell you that I just sit around sometimes and smile and laugh at the audacity that I have to just be this happy, you know, like, uh, what is going on? Um, I am truly joyful. I am truly happy. But I and and I am still working on my recovery. I'm still working my program. I'm still doing my own things um let me tell y'all a little bit about school uh i'm gonna try to get certified as a peer support counselor and i'm thinking maybe possibly even an interventionist i haven't settled on that 100 percent, but definitely the peer support counseling is what i'm aiming for and so um i have a lot to do to get ready for that uh as far as like i need to i made appointments but uh, they were kind of in the wrong place. So I need to make appointments in the right places and just go from there. Uh, mostly I need to find out about the, uh, if there are any limitations due to my charge. That's kind of where I'm at right now. Oh, and then the other day at work, I tried to tried to uh, blend my fingers, <laughs> not on purpose actually, but I'm really blessed and lucky that I didn't lose any digits. I just bruised them up really badly because let me just tell you, they hurt 
My, both of my hands are sore. It's like I'm holding the cup and the sleeve. Then the next thing you know, I'm just holding the sleeve. And then I'm just holding the spindle. And it's still going 100 RPMs. And, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, in that moment, your brain is like slow motion telling your... Your brain is telling your hands, let go, let go, let go. Your hands are responding back with, okay. <laughs> you know, everything's like slow motion to respond. Like if you grab something hot or something like that. And so, like I said... I'm really super lucky because I did not lose any fingers. I just got a little cut, two little cuts, pretty banged up, but it scared me half to death. It scared everybody at work half to death. And I thought I was, I thought that it was broken at first, the one finger. Uh, those of you who follow me on Facebook or who's friends with me on Facebook saw the post, but I think I'm going to try to go without the, my little, my little, um, my little metal, uh, splint thingy and see how that goes. Cause Really, I'm getting tired of wearing it. It's rubbing on my finger down low. It keeps me from being able to bend good. And I mean, I mean, it's doing. My finger's doing great. It looks. It just looks a little ugly. It's not. It's not as purple, but it's really tender, just in one spot, right on the, not where it's cut, but right, right between that and the tip. There's this one spot that just makes me see Tweety Birds ish, <laughs> but. Uh, but I gotta get, I'm tired, I'm ready to move on, I'm tired of being handicapped, so I actually used the blender at work yesterday, um, for the first time since the incident, <laughs> so, uh, I don't like to be hindered or held back now that I'm going full force, <laughs> like, uh, feel like it, since I'm not in my way anymore, then nothing else should be, I've been setting some goals this evening and and uh in three in three different areas of my life. Uh my podcast goals, my career goals and my personal goals. So um I will tell you that as of 5 minutes ago, I have 296 plays on this little cute little hometown podcast. So thank you for that. 296. Oh my gosh, I can't believe in barely three months, I have almost 300 plays. Y'all, that's 100 plays a month. I mean, and I don't listen to it. So <laughs> not very often. I mean, I might listen to an episode or two, but I can listen to it through my app when I record it. So it doesn't really show up in my standings. Um, But I'm, I'm blown away by that. Like, so I have situation A, which is crazy cool. Situation B is the podcast and and how the the overwhelming response to all of this madness of just me talking about how messed up my head is, you know, or how how me talking to somebody else who's trying to get over something. I mean, <laughs> that's crazy. I mean, it's crazy, right? Is it just crazy, or am I just? Y'all overwhelm me. You really do. And I appreciate each and every person that listens. I appreciate if you listen one time. I appreciate if you listen every week. Um, I just appreciate you. You know, like, I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm flabbergasted. I'm floored. Like, yeah. Honestly, I really am. I'm going to try to start learning how to do a couple more fancy things on here. Um... I think I could do a Facebook Live interactive um, show. Um, I don't. Well, let me just let me back up. I think I can do a Facebook show. I don't know that it will be live, but maybe I can do one live. Uh, 
I don't know. I'm I'm gonna play around with some things and see see what happens. Um, because you know this has been a learning process, not just for me, or not just for you, but for me as well. I know there's a lot more things I can incorporate into this podcast, but I just don't like. I could do music, I could do sound effects or whatever, but um, I feel like that would just kind of take away from because you know y'all know me. I would get so lost in the music that there would be no chatting, and it would just basically be. Um, Angela's playlist, radio show, whatever. I, so, and, and <laughs> really, do you need that? Because I mean, y'all, y'all see my posts on on everything. I play the music I want to play wherever I want to play it. So I don't really need it here in this podcast. <laughs> um, everyone knows I love Kenny Wayne Shepherd. Everyone knows I love Papa Roach. Everyone knows I love uh, Five Finger Death Punch and so many others. Those are my top three. Um. Fuel, um, like Def Leppard, you know, I mean, I just, uh, Garth Brooks, I have a myriad of bands and or artists that I could, I mean, I, I couldn't even choose. That's why I just, I'm just not going to worry myself with that <laughs> because it would just, that would be a whole another anxiety level all in, in and of itself. So, um, now, if any of these band members listen and would like to write a song, especially for my podcast, absolutely, I'll play you every time. You could play me a theme song, whatever, you know, just, just reach out, holla. <laughs> I'll be happy, happy for that. If any of you want to come on my show and do my live theme song, that would be great too. Or maybe we could just chat. I don't care. I'm, I got, ain't no shame in my game. Look, Saturday night. I was at, I was like the only person at the bar not drinking, trying to promote a podcast about recovery. But I mean, hey, I'm talking about it everywhere, like everywhere I can reach out and and spread my message and and just try to get get some healing going for anybody. Like mostly for me though, mostly for me. I got to go see a bunch of friends. I got to see I got to see a bunch of blasts from the past that day, along with family. Uh, the day before and the day before that. And you know, I'm just I'm just trying to be a better me than I was before. Like something happens when we get to be this age, and all you young young younger people will will learn soon enough that once your twenties are over, the party kind of slows down. Once you hit your thirties, you do family stuff. Forties and fifties, I mean, <coughs> oh gosh, excuse me, sorry, my allergies have been killing me. Bless me. Um, forties and fifties is kind of about reconnecting with people, with relationships and people that matter. Still, everybody's kind of lost and lonely once your kids are grown and and they're out of your house or out of your whatever they're doing their own thing. And I mean, they still need their parents, sure, but they don't need them every day like they did before, and it's. For me, it was a loss of identity when I wasn't, I mean, I'm always going to be someone's mother, but I wasn't somebody's mom, mama right then, you know, mommy, uh, whatever. <laughs> um, it wasn't like I was, you know, getting everybody up for school and doing doing breakfast, and which my kids never ate breakfast. I was the only one ever eating breakfast. I've always been a breakfast promoter. I don't even know who those kids were that I gave birth to that would never eat breakfast. But anyways... <laughs> Um, making dinner, you know, laundry and, and, and school and school functions and, you know, homework and just 
everything day to day. It's really kind of surreal whenever you don't know what to do with your time. So I'm thankful for the structure that I'm trying to put in my life again. I'm thankful that um, that I still have one kid who needs me pretty regularly. I don't know if he really does or if he just missed me like crazy while I was gone. But, I mean, we've always been close. So, you know, I don't expect that to ever change. Um, I hope it never does. I mean, you know... I really do, because truth be told, I need him as much as he needs me. And whenever I don't know what he's doing, I worry. And I'm trying not to. I'm trying to take the worry out of my life. But his lifestyle is not necessarily conducive to peaceful sleep at night <laughs> right now. But you know, he's almost 26 year, years old. I can't really tell him you have to do this or that. He kind of has to figure that out on his own. As much as it pains me to sit back and watch. And witness, I don't really have a choice because he is a grown ass man. And I mean, he knows what he knows the score. He knows what's up. He knows what he needs to do. And he knows what he's what he's doing. So, you know, I just have to be here and love him. And that's pretty much what I do. Um, That's going to be my second miracle. And I know that it's going to happen. I know he's going to get clean. I have every bit of faith in him. I believe in him. I know, I know, I know. I just don't know when. But I gave him to God a long time ago because I couldn't carry that burden anymore, even in my own addiction. And then he and I made a pact and and we couldn't get him in anywhere because of COVID and all that. Then I went to save P. Now I'm clean and sober. I'm just going to try to lead by example. Uh, Y'all hear me say that too all the time. That's what I that's the only thing I can do is just to make my life and my recovery look like what it is. It's so doable. Anybody that's struggling right now like you literally I have some days I have to take everything one minute at a time or one not necessarily in my addiction now anymore. I used to, but uh, being in prison rehab kind of solves you of that problem. You don't really have a choice on whether you can. I mean, I guess you do. I don't know. I didn't never venture into that avenue, into that avenue. But I know there were others there that did. But um, I know that uh, that recovery is possible. My thing now is just getting through. Whenever my mental stuff comes up, you know, that's where I'm at. And the mental stuff sometimes is, is day by day, minute by minute. Uh, I know that whenever I'm having a moment about Taylor, which they come out of nowhere and they hit me and I try to, hopefully I can always be at a place where I can just feel it and, and cry or whatever I need to do and move on. Um, it usually passes pretty quickly nowadays, but it happens sometimes a lot. Like I'll go through times whenever three or four weeks in a, I mean, three or four days in a row, I'll have a moment or two. And so the 12th was my brother's birthday. And that used to start what I would call my season of sadness. This year, I never even, never even, it kind of crept up on me. And I never even, it never even came up in a situation where I was like, re, not regretful, uh, 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 what do you call it? Um, reluctant 
for the time to pass because I was not prepared to be so sad for so long. So here's how, here's how the rundown would go. March the 12th, my brother's birthday. He would have been 50 this year. March 31st is my mother's birthday. Two weeks later is Taylor's birthday. She would have been 31. I don't remember how much my mother would have, how old my mother would have been. Um, she was born in 52, but I don't, I'm not doing the math right now. Plus, I feel like she would probably not want me to tell her age, I, even though she didn't make it past 48. <laughs> I know that's just a, a respect thing. I don't know. Plus, I really just don't want to do the math, <laughs> basically. Um, but so my daughter would have been on the 14th of April, 31. Oh, wait, let me back up. March the 12th is my brother's birthday. April the 4th is the day he died. It's also my cousin's birthday who's gone. Then March 31st. Then April 14th. Then Mother's Day. Um, So Mother's Day has been sad for me for a really long time, since 2000. I've also gone to jail on Mother's Day before, before my daughter died. That was my second charge. I went to jail on Mother's Day. Um and mad at my kids and they were mad at me so that was bad um then father's day then july and july the 11th is when both of my parents died 18 years apart july the 20th is when my daughter died 10 48 p.m and and then it's gone then it's done July 10th is my grandmother's birthday. I know there's probably a whole bunch of dates in between there, but that was those are the main ones for me that you that I used to try to buck up for every year that season. And then I would be happy for my birthday, but sad because it's my birthday and nobody was here to celebrate or whatever. My son doesn't really do cards and stuff. Taylor would always make me a card and and he would sign it. But you know, my mom would get me a, a sweet, loving card. My dad would get me something funny or sarcastic. You know, I don't have any of that stuff anymore. And, I mean, my birthday was a big deal <laughs> my whole life. It still is. My mother would, you know, I used to do the 30-day countdown, 30 shopping days left for everybody on Facebook, which was probably really annoying. Um, <laughs> But that's just, my mother let me, you know, we celebrated it for a month long most of the time, but for sure a week long. And then, then it was gone. I mean, she died a month before my 30th birthday. And I can tell you my birthdays have never been the same. Uh, and that's okay. I'm still celebrating them, so that's a plus. <laughs> um, my birthday last year, believe it or not, in, at Safe P was amazing. Every single person, uh, uh, there was, okay, so we made jailhouse cakes and stuff, and they made me a cake with, with 51 on it, and I made it, I cut it into small enough pieces where every single person in my dorm, which there were 48 beds, I don't think they were all full, but every single person got a piece of it, and then, and, and I asked them for, um, you know, just some little, some little something, uh, Oh no, I wrote out a little a little I wrote out a little a little piece of paper to every single person in the dorm, you know, telling them kind of their effect on me in my life and said, you know, if you wanna if you wanna write me something back, you can. And believe it or not, I actually got quite a few back. It was really pretty cool. It was like a yearbook we called them the yearbook sayings or whatever. But um I was this I was the the top of the structure in the dorm, which basically meant I was like the top kind of like the president or whatever i was house 
And so I was the, the, the highest liaison between them and the counselors, but also I was a person they looked to for leadership and all this and all that. And, you know, so part of it was peer, peer driven, but part of it was, you know, Angela driven <laughs> just to kind of say, you know, Hey, this is, I think you're doing great, whatever. And let me just, you know, that's just what I do. That's what I've always done. So this peer support counseling certification is really basically just me getting some formal training for it and then being able to get paid for doing what I've always done, rooted for all my people. Um, you know, so I feel like it's going to be a great step in, in the right direction. Um, but all of this really is all for naught if you don't believe in yourself and, you know, and, and, and maybe even your higher power, that's going to be up to you. Like my higher power, y'all already know is God. And so maybe I get a little preachy sometimes, but I mean, all praises to God. I can't, I can't change the way I feel and I can't sugarcoat or, or, or sugarcoat it or, or, you know, dumb it down or not really dumb it down, but just, I can't, I'm not going to, I'm not going to not talk about God. I hope that doesn't alienate anyone. I'm not trying to alienate anyone, but at the same time, this is, I can only draw from my own personal experiences and this is my own personal experiences. So, you know, whoever your higher power is, let's talk about it. Um, because I would like for my show to be a lot more diverse, but you know, like I said, I only know my side of the street. So that's why I want to have guests from everywhere. Just, you know, come and tell me your stories. Like, I love that. I want to know, I want to know who you are and how you got to be who you are. And, you know, now what you're going to do about it, you know, <laughs> I just, I've, I've, I'm just a study of human nature and a studier of, 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 all things amazing in your life and 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 if they're not amazing then let's talk about it and see what we can do to change that you know like my life's not amazing every single second of every single day that would be ridiculous like I'm not a Stepford wife you know like I'm a real person with real emotions real crisis things in my head real problems in the world you know and I just my goals are to make sure that I just try to trust the process and take it one step at a time. And, and whatever kind of controversy comes my way, it's not the end of the world. You know, like I will note, I have noticed that out of my addiction, the things that would, would have sent me into a tailspin of just ridiculousness, no longer do that. Like when things happen, even if they're, pretty traumatic or like when Milo died I mean I was devastated I'm still devastated but guess what I still got up the next day I still you know went to work I still and there's days whenever I'm so tired that I don't want to get out of bed and I think oh I'm just gonna call in and I'm like no let me just get him to see how it goes once I get up I'm good I mean you know but I do I mean I do still try to gravitate towards some of those old drug addict characteristics as far as like just not want and I don't even know if it's my, if it's addiction or if it's my depression or what I'm not lazy by any stretch of the imagination but sometimes it appears that I am whenever I just don't I just can't do it but 
since I've been out and in recovery, I make myself do it anyways. Whether I want to or not, I get up and I do it. And and I think that maybe maybe that's the difference for me. Um, I know once I get up and get moving, I do feel better. Once I get up and get moving, I'm just like, eh, I'm glad I didn't call in because, you know, I need the money and I need the structure and I love my job. And so I just get up and just push through. Um, for me, that's all I can do. You know, for me, it's the little, little triumphs throughout my day that, that let me know, you know what? I am doing things differently and I am Maybe I still have some of the same mindsets, but I, the way I'm reacting to them is completely different. And that's the difference in where I'm at in, you know, where I'm at today. Uh, I will tell you that the miracle, the, the situation, situation A that I was discussing at the beginning of this episode um, inspires me to do more, to be more to um want to be more of service and to just get my message out there that you know what if anybody can can do this if I can do this anyone can because look 40 years doing drugs of some in some kind of addiction that's no joke people like maybe not 40 years consistently I will tell you that I did not do drugs when I was pregnant with my kids and there's a couple of periods in between in there, here and there, that I was clean mostly. Uh, but but most the only thing I can tell you for sure is that I did not use anything whenever I was pregnant with my kids. Other than that, 40 years from a, the age of 11 and a half until I was 50. Yeah, 50. Some, some type of substance use somewhere all along the way all along the way I mean so and we're not talking just like it wasn't just meth it wasn't just coke it wasn't just alcohol even in the very beginning it was weed then there was a little bit of acid then there was the fancy drugs x mescaline uh uh what do you call it micro dot you know um like I never did the downer drugs because I didn't never have any problems sleeping because because <laughs> I was always on speed of some type. But I can tell you that I whenever I got in my addictions, I did it like I did everything else, a hundred and ten percent. So, you know, don't think for a minute that it was just like a weekend thing or this. No, the only time now I might not have done it whenever I was in school every single day, but I drank at school. <laughs> we had a liquor locker, um. So. Maybe most of the time in school, it wasn't every single day. It was just on the weekends. But we party balls on the weekends. Let me just tell you that. I know I did. Drinking. And, oh, gosh, especially whenever I discovered X, that was, it was a wrap then. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm lucky to be alive. Honest to goodness. I'm lucky to be alive. I'm extremely lucky to be sober and clean and not, like, more crazy than I already am. <laughs> Maybe not crazy, but not just that my mental health has not been exacerbated by so many years of abuse. I'm lucky that I don't look like I'm a hundred. Like someone told me the other day, I look like I was 36 and I, I wanted to give them $20. I mean, you know, like, thank you. I, I have no answer for that. I can tell you, I just stay, if I'm out in the sun 
I usually wear sunscreen on my face. That's all I can tell you. And I quit smoking in 2003 and I don't drink. So, you know, that's otherwise, I mean, my skincare regimen is is pretty basic. And from what I understand from anybody that does skincare is atrocious. I use rubbing alcohol. I use the mint kind. So it's only like 41 or 51 percent or something. I use that on my face and I wash it with soap in the shower. Bar soap. That's right. You heard me. I try to put some kind of lotion on it, but that doesn't always, I don't always do that because I have very, very combination skin. And when the oily parts get oily, it's like, like I poured a vat of grease on my forehead and I hate that. So, you know, I'm, I mean, I don't, I don't take care of myself like, like I should. I mean, not at all. So the fact that I even look halfway decent, uh, now my teeth are bad because of my iron deficiency as a child. They've always been bad before the drugs. They, my teeth were bad before they ever even came out into my head. And then the weight I need to lose, but everything else is good. Like everything else is good. So, um, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm a miracle in and of myself. Um, and <laughs> in my in my deeply seated need to be so completely honest in situation A, <laughs> I have I have said things that nobody really cares about, nobody really needs to hear, but I just need to get them out there just to because I am trying to make sure that it's not a fluke, you know, <laughs> like like I'm still trying to make sure it's not a fluke. And I don't want anything to come up later and be like, oh, well, you never said that. So now we're taking this away from you. I just, you know, now that I've stopped trying to self-sabotage myself, I'm like, I want to fight anybody that might come in, to, come in and try to sabotage me on the outside. <laughs> I'm not going to fight anybody, but <laughs> I've become mama bear, fiercely protective and loyal of this whole scenario just because it is so precious and so special and so beautiful I just can't wait until I can share all of it with all of you like I really can't wait for that day um I don't know if that day's ever gonna come I don't know if it if it does come I don't know if it's soon or or not soon or it I don't know I don't know it's all very new and I'm just kind of going by, I'm going with God, you know, whatever, whatever he tells me is right, then that's what I'm going to do. And I don't know, like they tell you not to, not to do certain things when you're new in recovery. And I'm, I'm actually having to do like the top five of the bad ones. And I've already talked to y'all about that, but <laughs> circumstances are a part of it and and just timing is the other part and I mean I'm just gonna muddle through the best I can um and hit my meetings and hit my aftercare and use my tribe and my support team and pray and that's pretty much that pretty much sums up my whole day right there you know like that prayer thing I hit my knees a lot and my knees are bad y'all 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 that know me you know my knees are bad but I hit them I sure do as much as I can and if I can't get on my knees and I'm talking and I'm not talking to y'all in the car, I'm talking to God. So yeah. Uh, 
I don't know. I just want, but I just want the best things for all of y'all. And I talked to some of you and, and I've known you like my whole life. And I, and I just feel like even in a text message, I can feel your pain. And I just, I know I can't, I can't fix you for you or I can't fix you at all. But it's just, it's just so in my nature to want to help you any way I can. If I come off a little pushy, that's probably why, because I'm just, I just want so much, so, so much joy and happiness for all of you. And (laughs) if I come on too strong, just let me know, because it's only, I come from a place of love always. It's always going to be about the love. But having said that, I can be too much. I get that. So if I come at you and I'm trying to browbeat you into doing my podcast, just tell me, hey, I'll do it maybe, but let me do it on my terms. I'll come to you, you know, and I just don't want anyone to ever think that I'm too busy to listen to you talk because I'm not. It's going to be a scheduling thing. And so if you show an interest a couple of times, I'm going to try to schedule you as much as possible. But let me just tell you that I've had to reschedule a few because I've either something was going on or I wasn't in the right frame of mind for that because I too need to be in the frame of mind where I can be solely focused on you and not focused on something that's happening to me. You know, like I can't, so if I can't give you hundred percent of my attention, 110% of my attention, then I'll reschedule you because of that simple fact, because you deserve, I mean, if I can, if I finally get you to agree to be on my podcast and I mean, and what kind of host would I be if I didn't give you 110 of my absolute attention and focus? I'm not trying to do I'm not trying to half-ass that for sure, because that's the fastest way for someone to shut down and never talk to anyone ever again. And I'm not going to be responsible for that. So if I can't, if I can't give you what I would want you to give me, then I'm going to reschedule you. So don't think that, that if I do that, it's something to do with you just hang in there with me we'll get it done I promise and 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 if you're you know if you're if you're still on the fence about it you know you can talk to me anonymously like I don't know I can't change your voice or do a voice changer on you but I don't have to tell anybody who you are I mean just the people who reckon who know you would recognize your voice but I mean it can be done it definitely can be done so you know the main thing for me is just just to be able to share and, and, and let's just talk about it and see, see what happens, see how many people that, that you can reach otherwise that maybe you can help. If I'm helping you, then you, you can come talk to me and we can help somebody else and it'll just be a whole trickle down effect. And, you know, before you know it, we're all in a better place. That's, that's the end goal, you know, my, my, by the end of my life, I will hope to at least helped one person. I feel like I have, um, I know that I have at least one person <laughs> and I talked to them the other day. Uh, we don't really talk about that time in their lives, but they reached out to me specifically and, and they're still here. And that wasn't the plan at all. So I feel like, you know, <laughs> that's going to ride. Let me ride. I'm going to ride that out until the day I die that that I I helped that situation. And, and I am so thankful. And I hope they are, too, that they're still alive. Um, But, you know, 296 plays tells me that 
I'm doing something right. So let's do something right together. <laughs> you know, I worry that I'm going to run out of things to talk about. I know no people that believe me probably don't believe that or people that know me don't believe that. But I feel like I'm worried that I'm going to run out of, of, of enough relatable content, as they call it. Um, but every single day is different. So, you know, if I have to just keep talking, prattling on about what I'm doing in a day, I'm not going to break down like what I had to eat and what I did minute by minute by minute. Because who cares about that? Um <laughs> <laughs> maybe the what you had to eat part but anyways I digress uh <laughs> I just you know y'all are helping me be better too and so I want to give back to you as you give back to me as I give back to you as you give back to me it's you know it's a whole beautiful little cycle instead of getting caught up in a vicious cycle of abuse addiction and 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 mental health and everything let's get caught up in 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 a cycle a beautiful cycle of recovery and love and hope and prayer and and just being better feeling better you know if we can do that then then I've mission accomplished for me you know and it ain't about me. I mean, this podcast might be, but your podcast won't be. Your podcast will be about you. But, you know, really, it's about us all in some form or fashion. I mean, I can tell you about my life experiences. You can relate them to your life however you see fit, if you can or you can't, whatever. But, I mean, I only know from one perspective and... And it's not always a good one. It's not always the right one, but it's the only one I got. So let's talk. Let's talk really soon. That's all I got for today, y'all. Stay strong. Stay healthy. Come come from a loving place. Try to find forgiveness if you can for yourself mostly. I know that's hard. It was hard for me. It's still hard for me. Forgiveness for others because, you know, they don't carry that weight around. You do. And why would you rent space in your head, let somebody rent space in your head that doesn't deserve it, doesn't want it, or doesn't need it? That toxicity is something you don't, you don't need that extra stuff. Just, you know, etch a sketch that out your head. <laughs> do it right now if you need to. I'll wait. I don't hear no rattling. <laughs> I'm just saying. I put a lot on myself negatively, negativity, negativity. I put a lot of negativity on myself unnecessarily. There we go. Uh, my whole life. And I'm seeing that now because I'm seeing it from a different perspective. Doesn't mean it's not still there. It's just I'm looking at it from the other side going, eh, you know, let me set a boundary right there and not do that again because it made me feel bad and I don't want to feel bad. So... Thump, thump that out of there, you know? Like I said, I'm a work in progress. I don't always pull it off, but I'm trying. I go to my mental toolbox often, and I've got my mental toolbox loaded up. It's one of those big, huge snap-on toolboxes with wheels and the drawers and the hoopla, <laughs> you know, bells and whistles and all that because it's loaded down with things that I, coping skills that I will need if I need them, you know what I mean? So... Um, that's that's all I can do. Just gear myself up, put on my armor, and and go about my day. I hope that maybe I've been able to be a part of that for you too. And if I'm not, let me know. 
If I am, let me know. <laughs> you know, you know, I just want feedback. Just people just talk to me. I just want you to talk to me. <laughs> How pathetic. <laughs> no, really, I really am interested in, in what everyone thinks. So, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever. I'm working on a website pretty soon, hopefully, um, and trying to get get on more platforms than just Spotify and Anchor. Um, that's part of my goal set. So, you know, we'll see how that plays out. But my, my ultimate goal for world domination has started here. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not trying to dominate anything. <laughs> Definitely not the world. That's way too much responsibility. And I'm pretty sure I don't have the, the, uh, the cojones for that. <laughs> I, I would not do that. Well, I'm not good in, in roles of power. I know that for sure. So, Anyways, um, know your strengths, but know your limitations too. That's all you can do. I appreciate every single one of you listening. And I appreciate the fact that y'all really do care what I'm doing and why and how. And that means the world to me. I love you all very much. I hope you go in health and peace and love and love and be loved. And I'll talk to you soon. Later.